0: Welcome to season two of Unguarded, presented by Weevolve. I'm your host, Jory Davis, coming to you live from Best Eye. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm coming to y'all live from Rochester, New York. Y'all don't know where that is. Some of y'all might not know where that is. However, I'm sure y'all know where Morocco is. It's on my bucket list, and I'm sure it's on a few other overseas athletes bucket list. So if y'all wanna go, hit me up. Let's create a let's 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 do a trip or something. And luckily my next guest who got a little bit unguarded with us is mohammed karazi and that's that's where he's from that's his home country so we we sat Mohammed Karazi is our guest for episode two. His story is amazing. Uh, I didn't know much about his story. What caught my eye was his photography. And um, I loved the, the concept of his photos. And, you know, the story behind how he even started to take photos is even amazing. And we covered that on the podcast. So, um, but I didn't know him. I didn't know much about his story and I saw he was working on a documentary, but it hadn't released yet. And I was just like, man, I want to know what this guy is up to. And I just felt he, he kind of had the, the signs of being a Weevolver, of being a Weevolve athlete, you know? And, um, I was like, I want to connect with him. Uh, he seemed very open-minded. Obviously, he was creative. It seemed like he was trying to, to tap into the other parts of who he was outside of an athlete. And that's definitely the type of people we want in our network, in our community at Weevolve. And so I was like, man, you know, we would love to have you on the podcast, and then also, you know, love to to utilize your content as well. Um, you know, when when people say for athletes, by athletes, you know, we've all we really mean that, and that's to the content, to the clothing that we curate, to um, any I don't know quotes we use. We want it to be as authentic as possible. Uh, we reached out to Muhammad and said, "Hey, are you willing to talk about some of the things you've never talked about before?" Uh, surprisingly, he was very open. We talked a little bit about family. We talked about him leaving uh, Morocco to go to to go up to the Netherlands, and uh, talked about how it was playing against the the Moroccan national team, but for another country, and all those different things about family. And it was a great conversation. And you know, we also hit upon a little bit about his photography and the journey he's on, and how. Um, empowering it was that I was like, man, I love your photos. And he's like, I'm just starting. I'm not even a pro at this. So um, it just was a testament that we have to empower one another and and applaud one another. When we see other athletes trying to step outside the the basketball arena into other arenas that we're not comfortable with, we got to empower one another to keep going um, and kind of explore those talents. So I'm not going to hit y'all with a jury. one well, now, nah, right now, I'm going to hit y'all with the Wevolve we Unguarded podcast. Episode two with Muhammad Karazi. I hope y'all enjoy it. Please share. Please comment. Tell your friends. Don't just like. Tell them to go listen. All of this will help support the collective, but also let the lost community not be lost anymore and let our stories be, inter- be heard. So all of... Here's episode two of Unguarded. Hey, we're back. Another episode. We are here with Mohammed. You gotta, you gotta pronounce your last name, man, because I don't want to mess it up.
1: Yeah, Mohammed Karazi, but a lot of people call me Mo Karazi. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's how Mohammed it
0: is. Mohammed Karazi. That's a, that's a nice, that's a nice tune right there. I like that name. I like that name for sure. But we'll, we'll stick with Mo. Uh, but I appreciate yeah. you for, for getting unguarded to, to come in and share some of the things many of us don't get to hear. Um, about our journey, yeah. so thank you for thank you for taking the time.
1: Thank you guys for inviting me, of course, and uh, yeah, it's
0: we gonna hop into it. Why I first like connected with you was the photography. A lot of the Weevolvers, as I call us, I'm a part of the network of Weevolve. You know, one of the things is that we are more than athletes. We have so many other aspects to us, and one of the things I was like, man, this guy he has a great creative eye when it comes to photography. So. I wanted to just talk a little bit about your feelings of when you're taking these pictures, like what's what's the emotion behind it?
1: Uh, actually, it started, I think four, four or five years ago. Yeah, I I always wanted to, to do something beside of basketball, something that take me off, you know, all the pressure we have and all the ups and downs, the X and O's. Yeah, I started to read this book about Muhammad Ali and uh, his photography he had somebody that was always following him through everything and he was so i think dope actually you know to get yeah. to get to know him through for the photography and and that put me right where i wanted actually and, and you know the story behind muhammad ali and if you watch all his pictures you see a lot of emotions but beside of that i had i had a down moment too my mom passed away and I was a little depressed and, and I wanted to do something that's actually not gonna take a lot of time because you still have to perform on the court. and yeah, from there, you know bought a, a camera, a cheap one, you know, started making pictures and from that from that on, I uh, yeah, I started yeah to have a little feeling about it and you know when you start something you wanna you want to be good at it until today, a lot of times, not, when I go somewhere, uh, it's a funny story, actually. When I go somewhere, I like to take pictures, you know, just, just randomly, and, and a lot of my teammates or people that I grew up with be asking a lot of times, like, Mo, come on, bro, we we already been here, you know? <laughs> no, I'll be telling you, no, this is, this is the magic hour. The pictures maybe maybe are different or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, uh, I like to take pictures, and I I think I have almost thirty thousand pictures a year, so that's a lot. And you know the editing and all all that right. goes through it, and, and and it just takes you from from basketball a little bit. If you you know you, you watch basketball over and over day in day out, like like you. People playing professionally, you know how how that is. It's pretty hard, and and you you want something next to it. And and photography was for me.
0: So you think definitely photography was kind of like that next outlet. We we talk about how for so many athletes, everyone says, "Oh, basketball is my outlet." But now it's like sometimes we need that extra outlet from even basketball because that's sometimes even stressful. What was the feeling once you realized, like? Oh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at photography. What, what was that feeling for you?
1: So, so the first time I think I, I had a Conan, that's, that's not, not really a, g- a great camera. And, and I really started to take pictures. Now, beside beside of that, I, you know, I, I'm a little bit, how you say, down to earth guy. So mm-hmm. I like to really visit places and, and know things about, about, uh, about about those places because i'm from africa born in africa and raised there for 12 years so right uh you know when you come to europe everything is new and then six years later you are professional i signed my first contract and that year i had the privilege to to also play the, the the european championship so i'm six years in holland and then after that whole year we traveled think whole europe so you know that's also like a vision that you know you you get to see more as an athlete and you, you experience more and uh that feeling came right away i was i was on my phone all the time taking pictures places and and you know first i was taking selfies and all that everybody does that and then after that i started really taking uh time time to take pictures and, and not right. not for me just random people places beautiful places and and uh, yeah from there the feeling
0: came and uh, that's that was my first. A pr- impression of Muhammad and your photography you. That's what caught my eye. Let's go back to to Africa. Let's go back to Morocco. You had eight. Is eight of y'all? Yeah. Eight, yeah, eight, eight brothers. Eight of us. Let's go back to Morocco. You got your brothers. You're the youngest. How yeah. did basketball come into into your life? And you know what was Morocco like for you?
1: It's it's a long time ago, but I still remember everything. Uh, yeah <laughs> I'm from I'm, I'm from the south of Morocco uh, born there in 1990 my dad was here in Europe uh, like a immigrant you know working structures and all that uh, from cleaning you know we trying to make a life for his for his eight Eight kids and yeah. my mom. My mom was struggling with him up and down, but she didn't like it back then in the nineties. So she stayed with us there till I think ninety-five, and then okay. from that from that moment, my dad really saw this opportunity here in Europe, you know, to for him and for 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 all my brothers and sisters. So yeah, from, from 95, we, we switched everything. And that was pretty tough for me because I had friends, you know, I had friends, you, actually, a little kid, you don't know a lot. And I think from 2000, I moved out here. I, uh, I, I, started my study back in Morocco and I had to leave that and change a whole, the whole country, you know, and, right. and, and all of the whole family moved or like, was it just yeah, a few? if I think a few of us, four, four of us, four, first and then later on the, my other brothers uh, came, came here uh, one of them is in French he he, he didn't like Holland so he went okay. to France <laughs> and, and and my sister stays there stayed there she didn't want to come here so you know I have, I have everywhere my my uh, yeah my, my brothers and sisters but the basketball part I I grew up watching my brother actually uh, my uh, my oldest brother played professionally played also for the national team in Morocco and where I'm from is it's a really small village so uh, for him to make it to the national team of Morocco back then that was pretty tough and, yeah. and he was he was known too so people knew who he was and, and you know when you a little brother you're really looking at him like a hero and and you know i remember those days when he was playing the whole family behind the tv you know how that African feeling, like you know, right behind him, and he played basketball. Uh, my, my next brother to him played basketball too. Uh, my other brother, so everybody played basketball. Absolutely. Right, and 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 you know, when 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 you have a leader, you
0: just follow through, and he was one of right. our, one of our leaders in the family. And I think it it goes to show like the power of having somebody you can look up to. You know, like some people have that older brother. You know, you know, Seth had Steph to look up to, you know, exactly. Kyrie had his dad to look up to, you know, it doesn't exactly. mentorship is, is, is proven. If you have mentorship, you, you're going to probably succeed if that's what you're trying to get. What type of like information and what type of mentorship was he giving you? Like, was he like pushing you to play? Was he pushing you to, to work hard? Like what was his feedback for you that really like stuck with you to this day now that when you're playing?
1: You know, like I said, uh, I was the youngest, so mm-hmm. they were kind of not really hard on me till I got older. But yeah, I mean, like I seen I seen all my brothers fight on the court, like against each other, and and so I seen I seen that, so I I really knew, like, okay, you know, if you really trying to trying to, uh, but I mean, like with fighting, you know how that is, talking and all that, right, right, you know, and and then. To, and then coming home and then started talking about basketball and I'm still a little kid i don't know what they're talking about but i seen him really put in work like i said uh we from uh erasidia that's a filly, that's the little fillers in in Morocco south of Morocco yeah from him for him to really make it in 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 Africa it's it's you know it's pretty hard you know after years you respect you respect him and and you just learn from him and you know like Today too, like I mean, we still talking about talk about basketball and, and you know you get discussion. You know after the game, we don't have the bad right, game right. or everything. He watched every game. He makes time for every game. He's always there. And yeah. no, all, all of them actually. So you know right after the bad game, I'm looking at my phone and they're all on the group chat talking like, "Yeah, you hey, should do that. You should do that." And <laughs> then now they start discussing with themselves, and I'm like, I'm, I'm still on my yeah, so right. but it's, it's, it's funny but it, uh, what what he really told me is just you know trying to enjoy the moment because you know it's it's of course you want to you want to be better you want to get better but don't forget to enjoy the moment where, where you are because you know one day you don't have it and like i said we were eight us because i count also my my brother that died mm-hmm. and yeah he he was gonna go to college too, from from that okay. small village I was talking about. From him, he was gonna go, I think, go big too. You know, from going yeah. to college from from Africa to college, there was something I was also looking at. And, and after he left us, I uh, yeah, I, you know, you, you lose I, I lost a last little part of me since then. That really stays with me.
0: A little bit about your brother, if you you cool to talk about it, you know, what you know, what what happened with your brother and. You know, how how is everything now with your family and, and getting past that?
1: It's a long time ago. I think it's almost nine years ago. Right. He he's supposed to be older than me, like four years. When he passed I was fourteen. So he was 18. Yeah, that was really hard because I'm the youngest. Then Hisham was between us and then Mustafa. And Mustafa was really hard on us to be better in basketball. too. So, so he was actually really teaching us the game. And when he passed away, that was pretty hard for, for me, but for all the family. Because, uh, you know, when you lose somebody that's really close to you. And, and yeah, he was a friend and uh, a brother. You know, that was that was pretty hard.
0: Was he was he sick or how did how did he um pass away? Yeah, he
1: he was swimming and then he didn't came back. So that was uh th- that was the hard part because he teach me how to swim. Right. That's funny thing about it. like yeah. he, he like I said, he was really uh four years older than me and he was teaching me all kind of stuff and uh yeah, after he passed, you know, I had to you know, like I said, my dad was here all the time in Europe and I didn't want to say, like my dad, be here. He was really a mentor, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, when, I, when I had something, I, I, he was next to me. And uh, yeah, he was the closest to me actually and in, 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 uh, in the whole family. So when he passed, that was uh, devastating.
0: The first thing is, how was basketball in Morocco?
1: I mean, like now it's it's not like back in the days, but you know uh, that. I mean, still. I mean, like if if you look at the the Olympics, you know, Tunisia always make it from the African uh, nation, and 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 uh, Nigeria. I think Nigeria and Angola also make it, and you know Morocco is right there every time. So they only have one or two of, of, of those uh, uh, countries to beat, and then they they in the Olympics. So you know, still a good league. I didn't know about last year really because they they didn't had a, a, how you say it? they didn't had a league to play because something happened. Mm-hmm. But before, you know, I, my brother Hisham played also there for four years and, and uh, yeah he was he, he was he was doing well and the league was was pretty cool yeah it, it is it is also it's a new league
0: how do you feel now that you are you're playing on the national team in holland and not on the national team from morocco how do what's your feelings oh, about that what's what's the feelings from your community
1: we you know that's that's really a good question because I think I lost a lot of fans too uh, Wow you know yeah. Yeah, so that's that's something that's is, is, is sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, because I grew up in Morocco. Like I said, I uh, have still my Moroccan uh, passport. My brother played also in Morocco, like I said, Hassan, for the national team. And then Hicham after him for the national team. So right. it is tough because when, I mean, like I, I choose my way. And right. my way is to wear orange because I, I, you know, I raised here too. And, and I built my life after that too. And, you know, it, it wasn't hard for me to choose for, for Holland. Before that, I remember back in two o two o four. We played, we had a tournament in, in France with the national team, one of the biggest tournament in that area, and I played against Morocco, and, <laughs> you know, before before the game, the national anthem, that was my first time playing against Morocco. I'm there, and I really had goosebumps, like, because, you know, in, in France, there are a lot of Moroccans too, and, uh, you know, you, you, that was just, you know, there was a lot of emotions, and... And right after that, you know, they pronounced my name, Mohammed Karazi. The coach was like, "What, Karazi? We know him. Yeah, who is this guy? <laughs> we know his brother. Who is this guy? You know?" And they were, yeah. like, they were really pissed. I think I, I, that was really hard game for me because they were really pissed, and like I said, you know. Since then, actually, you know, the the Moroccan community didn't really uh, look out for me anymore, you know, because I choose my path. I've been I've been happy with my path since then.
0: You have two homes in a sense, you know, because you left when you were young, you know, the rest of your life was the other part of your life was in Holland. Um, So I can. I can imagine that had to be hard. I mean, cause you do have the love for Morocco cause that's where you yeah. grew up with your brothers, but then you moved and you still continue to grow in another place. Um, what, what were the, what were some of the things the fans and stuff were saying? Like, I mean, how did you, how did you deal with that? Cause I'm sure you felt, a part of you had yeah. to still feel, feel emotional because hey, you know you love you love Morocco but you also love this other place. Yeah,
1: yeah. this is a funny story. So I traveled one year, I traveled with my brother Hisham to Morocco and you know when you play for for it's they really put a lot of passion in sports in and back in Africa. So like my brother is, is also known in Morocco because he plays for the national team. So we walking down there, and they all cheering like, "Yeah, oh, he's this, he's just." But now we took a plane. We arrived there, and he had to. No, I had to wait. I have my Moroccan passport, and it's like I'm okay, right? Yeah. They made me wait so long. Yeah. Because they knew the whole story. Because they you know they knew about my situation that was that was really funny for me the other thing like you know they i had people that had been mad on social media like really when i post a picture about the national team they're like really yeah. you know like, come on they right. what's what's wrong with you you know i get those text messages and then you don't have to tell the whole story like they didn't look out for me when i was young they didn't know that i Maybe could make it or something. So you know, you get so sort you know, it, it it is sensitive. Like I said, to talk about it in a way right. because I, I also have my people here that mm-hmm. really uh, follow me and 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 and, and love me for out, for for yeah, support me for what I'm doing. So like I said, I choose one, and that was uh, the national right. team of Holland.
0: If you if you could tell. The, the people in Morocco, your feelings? Like what, what would you what would you tell them to to if you know for those that you just want to be like, look, you know, I, I got love for Morocco too. Like what are what's your feelings of if you could talk to like one person that said, ah, I don't I don't like you because you chose this. Like what what's your message to them?
1: You know, everybody have his own dream in his own reality. And <laughs> mine was to really put uh, my my name here in Holland. And, and, uh, uh, you know, it's hard to say on this way. On the other side, I'm really happy to be uh, with the national team of Holland. And, you know, I really had uh, uh, tough times. Like I said, you know, my mom passed away and my brother passed away. In your own emotions, no one can understand how that is. For me to make that choice wasn't wasn't easy because i really want to sometimes you take choices that you actually don't know and, and and but you know later and today like you said you know it could go both ways sometimes you don't know things till till you're actually in it you know i'm i'm in this uh yeah and i'm happy
0: once you left uh, morocco and now you're in in Holland, and you're in this whole new world. What were what was it like for you to go from Africa and Morocco to now you're in Holland? What were some of the in, like
1: in in Amsterdam? <laughs> so that's it is really crazy, and I get to tell people about it over and over. I'm <laughs> from I'm I'm from uh, a really small village, and. Yeah. You know, every, everybody knows everybody there, you know? And then from one day to another day, you travel all the way to, to Amsterdam. So so we arrived here, the first. I think the first week we didn't go outside because it was really scary. Because I came here with my brother, Hisham, and my mother and my dad. That was our first visit here. And my other brothers and, uh, came later. So we were really scary. We didn't spoke the language because, you know, in Morocco you speak either Arabic or French. Yeah. But we were young, so Arabic was only the way uh, to uh, to express yourself. so yeah. you, you, you actually don't know nothing. And I was 12. My brother was 14, so, you know, it was really tough. We stayed home for almost like a month, and after that, you know, it was a little bit easier, you know. My dad was okay. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. My, my. My dad was, and we had we had the backyard, so that was easier. But you know, my dad was working day in, day out, so he was, you know, really trying to trying to get us to to a better situation. And my mom was there, and uh, that was really hard. But you know, you go to a place and you have you have to 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 uh, let. Let your emotions go, too, because you can't just be home and wait till daddy come and and then from there. So we started to to make little friends here and there and and speak a little language, you know, a couple words. And yeah, we finally got went to school, and and that was pretty cool because that that really helped us uh, from from there. You know, the language came, uh, friends. Uh, you know, funny thing, I didn't want to play basketball then. So really? all my brothers were yeah, all my brothers were playing basketball. I was I, I don't know why, but because I was watching basketball all the time, all the time, all the time. I was like, nah, I'm gonna just go to soccer, right? Right. But, I'm from the south of the south of Morocco, there's the desert right? It's super hot right. almost almost nine months of the year. But here it's the weather is' it's terrible. It's <laughs> raining in one in one day it's raining. Uh, snow, everything is one in one day. Yeah, you know, it's it, it is really crazy. So so the winter came and I was playing soccer. But I was like, oh no, this is not gonna happen. I'm not gonna be outside. So we finally, uh, yeah, choose choose basketball. Me and my brother. And I remember I I went to this uh, team here in Amsterdam called BFR And you know I didn't speak still language. But just a little bit, and you know, I started practicing with them. But I already knew everything. But I was just not want to play basketball. Like you know, I knew everything. What, what, I knew. Yeah, was
0: what, what it? What was it that made you not want to really play? You know that,
1: like I said, my brothers were so into it. I remember you know, uh you know, playing one on one, they are like they really playing against each other all the time. So I I don't know how to pronounce it, but it was for me, you know, okay, you know, you guys really wanna do this, I don't wanna do it. But, you know, when soon as I commit to that team, I was I, I was their best guy. From that I I think yeah, I was I was doing so good. I was like, wow, if why I'm playing soccer? I, you know, and, and, and it was easy. You know, you practice two, two, three three times uh, a day sometimes, and you, you play games, and it, it was really, di- like, different than Morocco because, right. you know, it's... It's easier. You have uh, fifteen balls on the side. The baskets are better. A lot of things are better. Than yeah. you, know, you know how, how it is in back in Africa, one ball for the whole team. Right. <laughs> so, so you know, uh whole so was really easier. And I, so I felt, I, I really felt in love with it. And after one year, other the bigger team in, in Amsterdam saw me, and you know, from there was history. Actually,
0: you in Holland with your brothers. One thing. One thing. Another thing that helped you to learn a lot of lessons as basketball took off, you said you started to move around a lot. You know, you were always on the go. You were Mm -hmm. always doing stuff. And then then you had another hard time with your mom. And that was another difficult time. How did that hard time differ from your brother? You know, like, because you're older now.
1: You you know, I really traveled a lot with my mom because when I, my my dad was here almost, think he's here almost forty years so i had i had a lot of traveling times times with my mom like the youngest you know i was the youngest so i i always was there with my mom and you know she she always looked up for me i had that feeling you know of course everybody has that but i really traveled back in 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 2000 The the travel from here till where i'm at it's three days to, to the place where we are. So it's a lot of traveling. So you get to see everything you guys flew or you, we flew, we flew and then okay. took the train and then took the bus and then, oh, you know, okay. it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a lot because we didn't have a lot of options because my dad was forking, but to, to put, to put everything on the table for the whole family, that's,
0: yeah, that's it. was tough
1: that's a big challenge so even here when when when, when my dad uh, decided for us for a better life here in europe that was that was also challenging for her because you know we had everything back in morocco and you switch to amsterdam you know it's you know the the the, the houses are small uh it's expensive than back in Africa so there was a lot of challenges for her and she never shied away the whole Chelsea path she never shied away she always made us have good feeling and and she was there you know right after practice you know the food you know the little talk when you down and and a lot of things and and then and then one day she uh yeah she was also working my my dad you know I stopped playing professional of course when I was 17 you know I had little you know you get a little money with you so yeah we, yeah we all we all we, with my, my all my brothers we we made a big part of money and we sent my 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 mother and my dad to to the mecca in okay. saudi arabia Oh, yeah. nice! So, so yeah, that was really cool, and and that's they went there for almost a month. They were super happy about it, and and then when she came back, I picked, I picked, I picked, I picked them up from uh, from the the airport, you know, and they were here for almost two days, and they were really happy but also tired. So you know, we were like, you know what, y'all yeah, should stay here. You know, it's too busy, you guys go to Africa, go have a little time after the Mecca and all that. So she went there, and it's so funny. The story is so funny. So one day, one day, I think this is after four days, we called, little chat, you know. And, you know, the next day, oh, yeah, I was in the playoffs, by the way. We were two, we were two, three. No, yeah. Best of seven series. My brother called me and that was like, you know, that was the game for us. We play home. So my brother called me in early in the morning before the shooting practice. And I'm like, yo, I'm you know, it's game day. Like I said, my brothers yeah, right. always like to talk. I'm like, yeah, get yourself ready. You know, yeah. today I'm about to go crazy. I don't like nah, bro. You don't want to call me, call me after the game. I don't want yeah, right. to. Be that. But then after the practice, after the practice, I'm looking at my phone. My phone is blowing. All my brothers calling. So I'm like, oh, fuck, okay, cool. So I pick up the phone, he's crying on the phone. I'm like, yo, what's wrong? was like, nah, I can't tell you, just come here, blah, blah, blah. But like, no, I never hear you crying like this. What's happening? And I, I automatically knew, I'm like, who is it? And this is... I was sharing the car also that year with one of my, with two of my, two of my teammates, and this yeah. is happening right after the practice. You yeah. know how that, you know how that is. You hopping out in the car, you know, yeah, it's game day. Y'all talking talk a lot. You're, yeah, you're yeah, thinking. y'all talking a lot of smack. You know, enjoying life. Game is, you know, the last game they play. We playing at home. We are about to finish them and go to the finals. I'm on the phone and I'm screaming, and he, one of my teammates, he stopped the car, and the other one looking at me like, "Yo, what's wrong with you, bro?" And I'm screaming like, "No, no, you have to tell me right now. Tell me who this." And then he said, t- "He, he told me, mom just passed away." Wow. And I drove them home. Called my coach. I told them the story. He was like, "Mo, just call me whenever you need something." I went to, I went to the airport because they were in Africa, right? Right. right. So, I went right away to the airport, took a flight, went there. I mean, like that was that was really hard to to see it because that's something you know it, it's it's uh, devastating to to you know at at the age of 19 to to lose your mom and you know my mom was always a person like like she knew when I was feeling bad or feeling right. depressed a little bit she was there called me every time before the game every time yeah yeah but you know just yeah, do you play. Yeah. Yeah, just do a pray. She always said like just just pray. Just do a pray. Yeah. Everything gonna be yeah. on your side. Certain things happen in life for a reason. You know, she had her, her uh her whole travel to Mecca, you know, she yeah. did that she and, got and that was
0: do that. That's, I mean yeah. that's that's the positive. like at least she got to go to Mecca.
1: From that, you know, we we lost that series. Okay. Because because all my teammates, everybody was it was really hard and you know, I could feel that and Till today I, you know, apologize to everybody that was on that on that boat with me and and uh, had to share his emotions with me.
0: After you know now your miles past, you're 19. What was you know? Of course, I'm sure it was it was a difficult time. From that, what 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 did you take away to make you a better man and to be a better person in general? Um, I know you talked about really. Let, yeah. not focusing all on basketball and making sure you stay in the moment I signed
1: my first contract in Amsterdam when I was 17. I really start to know people start mm-hmm. to know the city so uh, you know he's still young you know Amsterdam everybody know amsterdam of course I was kind of in between you know like of course you you sign a deal when you're 17 you know this that means like you have talent. But I never took it for granted. So I was performing. But you know, the the nightlife, the habits everybody has. Right, the fast life. Yeah. The fast life. You know, you can do five things in a day if you wanted to and then play a game. It was really hard because on my seventeen, my brother also passed away. So that was really hard. So I was kind of, you know... Like, fuck this life. Is, is this the life? To lose your brother? And then, so I was really, you know, trying to find the, the bad things about the excuses, actually. You know, a yeah. lot of excuses. And, you know, my mom was there. All my brothers were there. And, and it's hard to grow in an environment where every, everybody's easy. Everything everything was close to me. When you grow up in back in Africa, I didn't have nothing. There was nothing. Like I said, there was one ball. One basket, yeah. or you know, you can have. I remember we had one computer back in the house. You know, the oldest guy, he is on the computer all day because, he yeah, does, right. you know, <laughs> we had Nintendo. We fighting on the joysticks. Like, yeah, yeah. I was the youngest. I was the youngest. So now I'm here, and and it was a little bit fast. You know, you follow. How you say you make bad friends, uh, good friends, and now you being professional, you get a little, you know, a little people start to know you, you feel a little bit, you know, uh, How He said, not arrogant, but you know how how, how that is, and he's still,
0: yeah, you're feeling yourself, yeah,
1: you're feeling yourself, yeah. And
0: I'm
1: and and I just came here, like I said, 2002, I just arrived here, and now 2009, I won a championship with Amsterdam, and then the next year after that, I switched team to, to Leida. and you know, things were going really fast for me, it's almost like. In six years I was six years I was in Africa and now I'm here, won the championship and now, you know, the whole world is open and so I was doing a lot of bad things, a lot of you know, not really thinking. You know, you just be a kid actually, just going going out and drinking and whatever and And I was, you know, I'm I'm a Muslim too, and it's bad to say that, you know, drinking and all that, but I had bad friends, bad influence for me, and and my mom was always there for me. She was always telling me about all these things before it's going to happen. So that was really weird. And when she passed away, that was it for me. That was, I don't want to go back to that life. I was really done with it. Yeah, from that moment, I really took a change and started, you know, spending more time with with my family, with people that really care, pe- people that are really there for me, and, and, and you know, when when you when you when you're young, you don't know those things. You know, I've been you know, I've, uh, I'm playing professional now for almost for almost 11 years, and you know, a, a lot of times I really tell players or tell you know, enjoy your moment, but don't let the moment you are give that, you know, because you're here to play basketball. And that's something, like I said from, from the start of this podcast, you know, you have to enjoy the moment, but don't take that life. That life, you can go to it whenever you want. This life, when you're here, is something you can excel. That life can take everything you actually own oh,
0: right. yeah. I mean, that's a good, great lesson. And I mean, again, sometimes we do get blinded by everything. The show and people loving us and this life, but you got to remember where you started. You got to remember those that's closest to your heart because those are yeah. the people that care and matter in the long yeah. term, you know, cuz yeah. at some point the fans and all these other people and these temporary oh. friends. Yeah, all friends texting you, "Yo, you're up there. Yo, I got, come come
1: come to our house. We, you know, this party's going on here. Yeah, just come, just come over. Yeah. Everything is said, you know." How you can say no as as new as as a kid. You know, that's so easy in, in in a certain ways. And now Monday it's the next practice. You yeah. have to be ready and next practice. And besides that, there are twelve players that wanna have your spot. You know, we you don't know those things till you get older and that was for me when I when I was 19, I really was like, you know what? Nah, this 20 years, I don't need this life anymore. So I remember I uh, I was driving, and I was always thinking about when this going to stop, when mm-hmm. this going to stop, because it was going farther and farther. So one day, I, I remember I had a blackberry, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have a new number. And I'm not going to yeah. tell no one. I'm really done with everybody. Closed yeah. social media, everything for almost a month. You know, I didn't open for almost a month. And I that was really hard because you're trying to quit from something you've actually been doing for a couple of so, years. Yeah. So I always, that was therapy. But like I said, I find a way, but this camera and start really, you know, taking taking for the photos and, and yeah, I start also like in the summer, instead instead of being with my friends, I start going to on vacation, really taking time, you know, uh just just clearing my, clearing the air, you know. You play a certain right. level of basketball, you know, after after that, you know, is waiting for you. A lot of things are happening in, in those in those moments but yeah i really took always like a month where i go on vacation go to a whole new area new spot that i've never been
0: yeah your camera and learning how to clear the smoke so you can yeah. see clearly you know i think yeah. we all as we we grow especially overseas and being away from family you you gotta like learn to be still and just like chill because it's yeah, the only way
1: exactly to
0: have you been able to make it to Mecca yet? Are you planning to? Like, how are you with with yeah, your
1: yeah? Yeah, it is. It is. It is in the planning. You know, I I I really want to go to Asia again to go to over there. You know, go to Mecca and all these places, but not yet. Not yet. I I just got engaged and uh, okay. You know, congrats! So, congrats! Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So and and yeah, my yeah. We know that's that's also in the planning. We have we have a whole planning about going to places you know every summer because she's also in, photo- in photography and
0: with you coming from africa and moving you know again to holland and everything and now you know with the nba and you know everything going in america around people uh, black people and around as i call us melanin rich individuals did you ever have any experiences being in holland you know, being that you were a, a, a tall, you know, a, you know, black man, of course. Like, have you oh, experienced yeah. anything along those lines? I had I had this long discussion
1: today with my trainer. Shout out to my trainer, Alex Vukovic. Yeah, <laughs> like we had a whole discussion about it. We, we came we came we came together. You know, sometimes you what I'll be telling like the emotions when you see when you see you know. Let's just say this and, and team thing because you play professional too you know you know when something happening to your teammate right you're stepping right. up you're not yeah. gonna quit. you know There's something like yo this is my teammate this is my you know i die for him and that's something like you know when it happened to one of your people something like that you you get questions in your head and yeah i, I had a lot of things you know as as as, as, as african it's, it's it's challenging a lot in, in in a lot of in a lot of sense you know we're living in this and this whole thing. And, you know, now with social media, it happened there, boom, it's on your phone. And, you know, this this has been happening our whole life. But now you get to see it before everybody see it. And you yeah. get to throw your emotions before anybody right. thought, thought about it. You've been yeah. thinking about it. You've been all thinking about life. it yeah. <laughs> all, all, all my life. How are you going to ask me certain questions like Black Lives Matter? On all, all life matters. Come on, bro. You know what's yeah. really happening. You know, yeah. we're all from, you know, as a black African American or me as an African, we know our roots. We know how yeah. things happen. Well, y'all, you
0: guys know your roots a little bit more than we know our roots in America. But so, definitely, you know, people think it's just in America. You know that's a yes. misconception. People think, oh, it's only in America and in Europe and all other places. Is not the case. You know, we have this
1: is so funny too. So last year, I think two years before, one of my teammates, shout out Maurice, Walk. So <laughs> he came here. This is his first year playing in Europe, and we have Santa Claus. And okay. And I don't know. You have to check that out. White white people they they paint their faces all black, and that's like you know uh, a holiday here in Holland. Being for my whole life when I was back wow. in school when I was back in school they used to call me his name horse Pete you know and I didn't like wow. it so I've, I've thought a lot of times but yeah how are you gonna fight something that's been here for so long for so so tell and me it's a holiday say, it's a holiday
0: yeah it's What's a it holiday
1: called? uh Santa Claus
0: Santa Claus
1: yeah Santa Claus so on game day on game day this Santa Claus with all his group because it's a group of black actually a group of black people and then you have uh Claus with a big-ass bear with uh the... So you have to check it. I can't really explain about it And this is some game day. So we're in the warm-ups, you know shooting hoops blah, blah, blah. And you know, he always you know, he's he's always you know come at the end of the warm-ups And so his kid was there playing with Claus and all that. So he came he was like, what the fuck was happening here? Yeah y'all, y'all cool with this? So he yeah. grabbed his kid. This is on game day. He grabbed his kid he said no, I'm gonna play. He didn't believe yeah. it. Luckily, on on uh, think one, uh, in June June first, there was like a protest here in Holland about it. Okay. And so this is this guy called Aquasi. He is uh, he he used to be a uh, how you call a rapper. Oh, a, a, rapper. a
0: rapper. Okay.
1: Yeah, rapper. Poetry, policy, policy, I say that. Oh a politician. Yeah, no, not really politician, but he know a lot of things. So he really expressed himself because I think on May 23rd, 20, that's when uh what's his name got shot? Uh the first actually the first protest back in, in Oh in, Lord, uh,
0: I saw it. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So so everybody went to, to this square in Amsterdam and everybody was protesting about the Zwarte Peace because we been protesting but they never and took us, they never serious? took us serious. No, that's, that's the same thing. I had this discussion with my with my trainer. This is my trainer. I've been training with him for eight years, every summer. Today, I had really to explain, like, what happened there a couple of days ago that it's really hard for me to take. It's just yeah. really hard to see somebody getting shot seven times. Uh, that's like a movie. Yeah. That, that's like a movie. And besides that, his whole family's there.
0: Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a lot of injustice, but it it runs deep, man. It's it's just like a whole bunch of systematic injustices that need to be kind of broken down and like we don't know the answer, but at least we have in the discussion. But but I agree that our teammates our yeah. white teammates need yeah. to to show up because clearly they are not listening yeah. to us, you know, so yeah. it needs to be the ones that know this is also wrong to, to step up. I
1: really appreciate it to be on you guys podcast because something that I also, you know, look up to because this this is what what's all about, you know, because we as athletes, you played in all these countries, you know, your yeah. fan base and and you know from college and every and, and all that, you know, you, your focus is, is up there, you know, and there's something you don't have to take gra- for granted. And you have, I don't have to say anything. I mean, like, this is this is amazing what you guys have been doing. It yeah, is something that all I athletes
0: should do. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, I, I'm always, you know, an advocate for athletes sharing their story the way they want it to be told. And and us just getting to know each other, too. I think we don't we 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 compete against each other. But I think when we know we're human, you know, we can kind of have some empathy for one another and we can we can stop competing off the court, you know, and now we can unite and do do more stuff and collab and, you know, just create a more fulfilled life. And mm-hmm. so that's why I'm, I'm all about community. I'm all about us connecting and, and knowing one another. And, hey, on the court, we can compete. The same as when you was competing with your brothers, y'all probably went at each other's head. But after oh, yeah. you, oh, it yeah. was all love, you know. So yeah, exactly, it's the it's the same way, man. We we have to compete, and we have to we know there's money involved. But hey, the best person get it. The best person wins. After that, like, cool. Let's figure out yeah. how we help the person that didn't get it eat. You know, exactly. That's exactly. it. So so no, nah, I I appreciate you coming on and, and being honest, especially as a. As a male athlete, to to be like in touch with your emotions and your story, I think that's that's yeah. big. That's big. A lot of a lot of guys can't can't do that. I appreciate Thanks, that, and and it's been cool. We're gonna definitely stay in touch because you know I need to I need yeah. to get, I need to get a couple of those thirty thousand p- photos from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, of course you gotta get that with
1: with with this thing. what you guys uh, uh been doing this, you know, there's something also you know we me here in Holland have 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 to start doing and and I'm really looking up to to you and 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 your whole team and and uh, of course you know I've I've been following you and I know you as a basketball player you can go out there and put buckets that's something I yeah. <laughs> also didn't know until I really start to knowing about you and that's so
0: something- so one last thing. We're going to do this thing I call Starting Five. It's a segment I do with everybody. I'll ask you five questions and then you just give an answer. So the first question uh, I'm going to ask you is, What's what has been your favorite place to take pictures?
1: The favorite place? I've been to uh, Indonesia and that was beautiful. I got to see all the thing like you know it's like 10 years backwards really is amazing can you explain like if you go 10 years backwards so indonesia was was one of the best places Uh,
0: second question what was the fit your favorite game or thing to play with your brothers when y'all were when y'all were growing up, what was like y'all one thing y'all love to do? Street to get, Fighter. Street Fighter. With
1: yeah. Yeah. Those joysticks. All of us. All of us. Small TV. Nintendo up there. Two controllers. And you know when you lose, you get all the time. Yeah. So that was something. That was something we all did, and that was. My mom started because we had to go to school, of course, too. But you know, when you play, you don't want to lose. So if you lose, you pass your control and we really got good in it. So Street Fighter wasn't what was one of got those you. things we yeah, did. Yeah,
0: I think everybody loved Street Fighter back in the day. What's your favorite Moroccan food or dish?
1: I think everybody knows it. The school schools. Yeah, they have it also in in uh, in Greece. That's really nice. Okay.
0: All right. The fourth one was what's something like what's your favorite book or you know, what's what's one of the books you like to read?
1: My my last one, like I said, is is not not the last one, but the one I really that really explored my life. That was home with Muhammad Ali. Okay. Uh, that's with that, that one I really got because that was his fiance uh making this book about him how from being an athlete from the start till he died actually so yeah that's, that's really that's really crazy and it's a big a big book soon as soon as I got over that i really start thinking about okay it can't go like this or like this yeah. so choose choose what you want to do
0: yeah yeah 10 years from now what's what's one thing you want to to accomplish? You want like your brother and your mother to be like really like happy like he did it. Like, what's one thing is a goal like when you 10 years from now that you really want to like be like, you know, those
1: there are a lot of things, but just being better as a person and have a family and and and, and just being uh good father good person right you know that's something i really want to achieve you know you play basketball you know you win a lot you lose a lot you know after a moment you you know it's something yeah i think just just being a a family man that's
0: that's a good one and i think it's is removed from from any material things or anything around sport it's just being a good person to say hey I went through I got to this point of my next life after sport and i'm I'm doing it the right way so I definitely respect yeah. that and that's all man that's all i I definitely yeah. it was a yeah. it was a good interview I love this one this might be one of my best right here <laughs> oh, thank you thank you thank you.